This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound Barkcast deals with just about everything dog related. Dog obedience, training, health, owning a dog, dog behaviour and care and nutrition. Each week your questions will be answered by professional senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell, a professional member of the IACP, a registered evaluator with the American Kennel Club and has trained thousands of dogs across a variety of disciplines. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canon Point Academy? It's been good, Jay. It's been another busy week, thank you. Excellent. So, we've had a few emails come in talking about when to go to the vets. Now, it's not to do with the dog being sick. Okay. It's more to do with general care and grooming okay. and looking after of the dog. So, yep. just clipping its nails, etc, etc, etc. Okay, dogs. Um, cool. So, number one, in terms of if you've got a puppy or a very, very young dog, I would suggest going to the vet a lot, and I mean more than you need to. And this is not about seeing the vet per se, it's about getting the dog used to going to the vet because it's something that is going to happen, and you want to have created a number of positive experiences with it. So simply going to the vet, um, having the dog sort of walk around the reception area, give it some treats, and just you know, call it to you and be positive, and then go home. If the, dog, if the, the vet isn't very busy, you could say, hey, can we just put the dog on the table? Get the vet to give the dog some treats, take the dog, go home. You're just creating a, a positive experience for the dog over it. Um, and then obviously, yes, if the dog is sick or acting up, then another good reason to go to the vet. Um, other things to go for in terms of grooming, um, uh, general health checks and doing nails, that's, I would say, the three biggies. A lot of this you can do yourself. Um and I advise people certainly, again, with younger dogs to do it because it's just a part of building trust and bond between you and the dog. That the dog will lie there calmly for you while you do inspect them, check through their fur, check their nails, check their pads, check their feet. And a lot of dogs aren't too keen on their feet being uh, manipulated. It's really important to do that. And the more you do it, the more likely the dog is to accept you doing it. So when you do reach that point where it, it's it's cut its pad or it's got a tick on the inside of its paw um, or it's broken in there or something that requires your attention. The dog's going to be much more amenable to letting you do that or indeed letting the vet do that when you get there. So um, one thing with nails, um, you tend to see with dogs, and I'm looking at your dog Maximus, I think he's got black nails. Um, and I know obviously certainly my dog Sassy does. You, you'll either see them, they're, they're black or they'll be white or they'll... Um, They'll be like a, a shaded color. And if, you, if you've got the, the lighter nails, you'll be able to see the first sort of half or third of it inside is like that a very faint red pocket. And that's the wick. And if you cut into that, it's very, very painful and it bleeds a lot. So you, that's the bit people are scared of. So again, with lighter nails, you can actually see where that is. So you can, you can very finely use clippers or, or a, um, a nail file to file down to that point. If you're dealing with black nails, much more difficult and just got to go a little bit slower. And that's why people tend to go to the vet and get them to do it. But honestly, they're basically doing the same thing. Just on the nail side of things, and, and 
is it about getting your dog and running around? Does that help keep the nails down? It depends on what surface. If they're running around on concrete, then yes. And certainly with a puppy, if they're running around a, um, the, the, you know, concrete surfaces and gravel, then yes, that's a lot of grinding of the nail. It will certainly make a big impact. If the dogs are on the beach um, or on a garden or on soil, then they need the nail to get a bit more grip. So the, the nails are likely to stay a little bit longer. Um, certainly the most important part for me is it's not so much about the nail length it's about the length of that wick inside. So, and the shorter you can keep the nails from the get-go, the less likely that is to continue growing. At, at some point, I think it's about a year, a year and a half, that just stops growing. The nail will always continue to grow, but that pocket, that wick won't grow any further. That's really interesting, because I didn't know that. And that, that's, that's kind of key. So to clip the nails from an early start. Yeah. Now, would it be something that someone would come to see you about or a vet about just to show how to do it? Because you'd obviously want to yeah. see it for the first time. Yeah, sure. And, and I, yeah, I would certainly advise go to either. Go to the vet or come to me or, or someone that knows what they're doing, like with anything, just to show you how to do it. But once you've got that, it's something you can certainly keep doing at home. And when it comes to things like nails, um, again, regardless of puppy or, or, or older dog, is um, to start doing it consistently, you know, every other day. Even to the point where it doesn't need to be done. The nails are super short, but just go through the process. Because your dog just learns, oh, we're doing this nail filing thing. I get a couple of treats. Mum fusses over me, and then it's all over. There's no pain. There's no drama. There's no emotion to it. It's just a normal thing. So later on, if by accident you do cut a bit too short and hit the wick, yes, it's that sharp pain in the immediacy. But the dog's got such a reward history be from previous, it's not that big a difference. Uh, one sort of point to note that I um, uh, would suggest, if you are cutting the nails, um, either use like a, a metal nail file, because it's obviously a little bit stronger. Um, you can file down a little bit, have a look, um, uh, and then file a bit more and, and keep going from there. You can also use the, the clippers that look like a sort of chunky pair of scissors. Um, the obvious difference is once you cut, it's a clean cut you take a chunk of nail off obviously with the file you're just going a little bit sort of slower bit by bit by bit what about cleaning ears cleaning ears um definitely again something you can get the vet to show you or myself um the really cool thing with dog ears you know we, we're always told never to use q-tips in our ears because you can burst the eardrum with dog ear canals they have and you'll have to pardon upon a dog leg in their ear canal so at a 90 degree angle so if you push an ear plug in it's just going to hit the base is not going to do any sort of real damage. So you can, and you can see they've got some like larger Q-tips that you can use for dogs. Um, certain dogs will need um, a lot of ear care. Um, uh, things like spaniels and what have you, got like long droopy ears that cover the ear canal. Um, and versus other dogs like shepherds that got nice pointy ears or huskies, so the ear canal is always open. Both still will need some cleaning, but obviously some are going to need it more than others. Especially here, it's very hot, it's very humid. If the ear canal is constantly covered, then you're going to build up a lot of gunk, a lot of muck, a lot of yeast. Um, simple cotton pads and some standard ear cleaning you can get from pretty much any vet or pet shop. Um, dab that on the cotton pad and just mush that around the ear and you'll start to see lots of gunk coming off. And again, start really slowly with your dog. If they've never felt this or had this before, they're going to wonder what it's all about. I would always start with a whole bunch of treats. I'll hold the dog's ear gently, wipe it very quickly, give the dog a few treats and just build up from there so you just get used to oh mummy and daddy are handling my ear again but everything's all kind of cool and then general grooming um brushing your dog is something i'd advise again doing on a consistent basis number one as a quote training procedure so i'm not brushing it for function at this point just getting the dog used to having a brush going over it 
Um, so, and then just, so when I need it, it's there. Obviously, the longer the coat, the more brushing you're probably going to need, the thicker the coat as well. Um, short coats, you generally can get away with, like if you've got a, a beagle or a boxer, the, the gloves that you can buy, which you can just sort of use your hand to brush over the dogs, they tend to suffice. Um, a dog like Sassy, sort of Border Collie mix, or a Shepherd, Husky, thicker, longer coats, um, they'll need perhaps more of a rake brush, which think of a garden rake, but just a little bit smaller, um, just to rake through the, 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 the undercoat and the thicker hair to get all the dead fur and the dead hair out. Um, very much against shaving dogs. Um, and I, it's a really important point to raise here because a lot of people do it. I understand the theory. There's no way that we would walk around wearing a fur coat here. It's just too damn hot. So if I take the dog's fur coat off, they'll be cooler. And a lot of people say to me, oh, my dog seems so much cooler. It's not. It's you projecting onto the dog. That's all that matters. The dog needs their coat to keep warm. They need their fur to keep cool. That is how dogs regulate their temperature. Now, sure, um, Sassy is a, a reasonably long-haired coat. She does need some trimming. Her, you can see the, the fur around her paws needs a bit of trimming. The, the undercoat, the base, needs. I can take the ends off but I'm not going to shave the fur down to a number one or number two. It, you remove their ability to regulate their temperature. You remove their ability to have any sunscreen. And you also create the potential for skin regrowth issues, um, whether it's an ingrowing hair or just hair patches that just decide they just aren't going to regrow. So it's really important not to shave the dogs. Um, teeth cleaning. Teeth cleaning. Um, best thing for teeth cleaning is a solid bone, uh, an, an actual bone, like a, a cow femur or something. Um, and it's a really good treat for a dog. And the more that they can sort of chew and grind on those, the more they're going to keep their teeth clean. Obviously, a bit like with us, as the dog gets older, um, you're going to see more plaque building up. A lot of vets do do what we call a professional cleaning service. It does require an anesthetic for the obvious reasons. And obviously, the older the dog gets, the less you're going to want to put them under for um for teeth cleaning and it's not something you want to do on a regular basis the anesthetic is there for when i really really need it um there are people and again if you're using a toothbrush with some um, standard toothpaste by all means carry on if you're starting out with a puppy just getting them used to the process then obviously as they get older and they've got a bit more plaque build up and you wanted to brush their teeth well they're already used to it there's no real harm in doing it i'm not a massive fan of doing it myself with my dogs per se um and it's, you know, you also, like with us, if you're brushing really hard, that can damage the gums. The same is also true for the dogs. Wow. Yeah, there you I, go. I, I, I don't know where to go with that yeah. one. Um, okay, to summarize. Um, so, yeah, there's obviously the obvious benefits of going to, to the vets. There's a lot of grooming things that you can do yourself at home. If you're unsure, particularly with things, most people can work their way how to brush a dog. Um, and things like just cleaning the ears and making, you know, just being extra careful with certainly using Q-tips in the canal and certainly cutting and filing nails. Sure, just check with your vet first um, or you know, obviously come to us and we, we can show you the first few, few times just so you can get your dog a, how to make them comfortable in the position, how to handle them. I always do what I call an inspection with my dogs. Again, it's part of my puppy process, getting them used to being handled, getting them used to being poked and prodded, getting them used to being slightly uncomfortable because that's part of life. Um, so when we really need it, then they're all sort of, they're ready for the, the experience. Cool. Thank you very much, Russell. No problem. Thank you. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com 
or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy.